If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Hey coaches, before we get going today, I want to extend an invitation to you. Do you have a great player or a leader you're going to count on next season to run the show for you? Well, don't leave their success and your team's success to chance, or you may end up disappointed. Thousands of coaches send their players to a point guard college camp each year so they can discover how to think the game, lead your team, and run the show. We'll send them back to you a smarter player, a better player, and better equipped to foster a championship culture next season in practice and in the locker room. I've had many of our own college players attend a PGC camp, and it's always had a huge impact on them on and off the court. You can go to pgcbasketball.com to find a camp near you. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. We're broadcasting here in Washington, D.C. Just finished watching the Washington Mystics practice, and, and we are excited. We've got Ariel Atkins. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing so well. So let's talk a little bit. You're approaching your second year, okay? And I want to go back to, to last year, your rookie year. Make the transition from college to the pro. There's a lot of players listening to this episode and mm-hmm. that are making jumps, whether it's a high school jump to college or a college to the pro jump. Let's talk about that transition last year uh, mm-hmm. from college to pro. What were some things that stood out to you about maybe eye-opening things, mm-hmm. things that really got your attention, like, wow, okay, there's a, this is another level, and, and I, need to, I need to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. What were some things that stood out to you uh, last year specifically? Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, game-wise was physicality and speed. Um, so understanding that I would have to like break the game down more with film to like slow the game down in my head because it was moving so fast on the court. So a lot of film, um, and I guess off the court was realizing like how well my teammates adjusted to things. Um, if the schedule was changed, maybe they didn't like it, but it didn't matter. You had to hop on board. You know, it was just really quick adjustments that we had to make. Um, and everybody was just kind of on board about the same thing. There wasn't a lot of griping. Um, Everybody just wanted the same thing. Hmm. Is that now, was that similar from your transition from high school to college? Like, what what did you see that was similar from high school to college as it was college to pro? Um, I feel like the basketball aspect of it was um, it was faster, so I had to watch a lot of more film. Um, there were a lot more plays, um, and I wasn't well for my high school. I've watched my high school play since I was growing up, so I kind of mm-hmm. knew some of the things that they would do. So when I came into that high school, it wasn't. A complete shock, um, but I think for college it was a complete shock as far as physicality and body wise. Um, so yeah. So I, I'm curious, you know, obviously you're developing your game and, and getting better every year, and I, I'm curious, is there something you do now, right? Um, your second year as a pro, as a yeah. leader, that if you look back at your younger self, maybe mm-hmm. the high school version of you, you do something now that you didn't do then. What what are some of those things? Is there something you can think of specifically from a leadership perspective? Um, Leadership-wise, it's really interesting right now. I'm kind of in the leader-follower role, if Mm, that makes sense. It does. Um, 
I feel like our team is full of a lot of leaders. Um, everybody leads in their own specific way. Um, but right now I'm learning how to be more so of a follower of our vets because um, they've been here they know what to do. But in a sense, we're all trying to figure out how to win a championship within this organization. So I guess leader follower is more of a correct term. I'm, first of all, I'm so glad you actually talk about that. Right? awareness because, of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I think it's one of the things. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, and, and I do a lot of leadership work with teams. And I often think our teams don't get where they want to go, not often because of a lack of leadership, but often yeah. because of defiant followers, right? Oh, like we yeah, burn our own true. leaders out, right? Yeah. I see it time and time again. Leaders, they want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and they end up just throwing their hands in there, and they're like, they're just going to do what they want to do anyways. Yeah. They don't listen mm-hmm. and all that. So let's talk about that follower bit for a second. Yeah. Like, I want to take a quick halftime break and come back to it after, uh, after we catch up with our friends over at Team Snap. Coaches, we want our players communicating at the ultimate highest level possible. Night communication, name, information, tone, and the E we're going to talk about, eye contact. We want our players to always have eye contact. 93% of communication in the world is nonverbal, and eye contact is a key ingredient of nonverbal communication. Teach your players how to make eye contact when they are talking to each other. If you want your team communicating at the highest possible level you can to make sure they know what's most important to you, where they need to be, when things are changed, you need to go check out our friends at teamsnap.com forward slash PGC. Again, teamsnap.com forward slash PGC for a four-month free trial, and your team will be communicating better than they ever have before. What does a healthy follower look like? So if you're trying to be a star in that role of a follower, what would that mean you'd be doing? Uh, Be aware. Be aware of when the team needs me to be more vocal or be aware when I need to be more of a listener. Um, Knowing when I can help us get extra possessions or when I need to swing the ball and make sure Christy or E gets another shot, you know, or if the ball is open, don't overpass it and take that shot. You know, it's kind of a huge balance of – being within the system but not being afraid to be yourself within it if that makes sense it does it does yeah so i I got another kind of change of direction here question for you um over time we have a lot of coaches that listen to this and i'm Mm -hmm. sure you've had impactful coaches in your career both positively and negatively what are some things uh that from from a coach listening that they can take away from players things that were influential that made a really big impact in you and your career some things that coaches may have done uh to make a a a positive trajectory in your career um i would say my most influential coaches they cared about me as a person um it wasn't always all about basketball um they just wanted to know how my day was going and it wouldn't be oh how's your day it's going Mm -hmm. well oh that's good it'd be like well what went well about it like what made it so good or what made it not so good. Um, I think that's important because if you can figure out who the person is, that's how you understand how to get to the player. Mm. Um, And I don't think a lot of coaches really notice that um, today, but a lot of kids are defiant and against them because the only time they hear you is when they're in the gym with you Mm. and you're yelling at them. So it's like, I mean, as a creature of habit, when you hear that voice, you know that you technically have done something wrong because all they do is yell. But if the coach puts it kind of in their head or like just gets to know the person like there's a different perspective about somebody so like if somebody comes to you like your mom is like you need to do better you're like okay it's my mom she wants me to do better um or a stranger off the street is like you need to do better you're like you don't know me like how are you going to tell me to do better yeah so it's like building that relationship in order to say the things that you need to say Mm, that's a phenomenal answer are you open to it as a player i I, I wonder how my 
it's a two-way street, right? It, it absolutely is. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, I think we also play a role in that as players, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've got to meet the coaches halfway sometimes, sure. right? You know, they may yeah. try. You can't com- be completely closed mm-hmm. off. Is that something that because you recognize the importance of it, maybe you're a little bit more sensitive to, like, opening yourself up to that? Um, yeah, for sure. I think it's important. Uh, I mean, to be open to your teammates in general, you don't have to tell everybody your business, uh, but just being aware of, like, people just want to get to know you and see what you're like. And so if you're closed off to everybody, I think it's kind of hard to get to know people and just enjoy being around them. Uh, As we wrap up here, I want to kind of ask about your confidence, okay? Last year you had, obviously we talked about getting a bigger role last year. Mm -hmm. Did you believe you could do it, right? Like, did Um, you go in with the mindset that, yeah, I got this. Or was it a process to get there? It was absolutely a process. I feel like when I first got here, my main focus was to get in the door and then um, just to be the best that I can be for this team and be able to do what I do. And then as the season went along, I was able to help the team more than a lot of people probably thought I could. So, Ariel, appreciate you so much, right? Dropping wisdom, actually. Absolutely. Right? For, for our audience, we, we appreciate that. Absolutely. Listen, Ariel Atkins, how can people follow you? Social uh, and stuff. Ariel Atkins. That's Twitter and Instagram. That's all I got. That's it. Hey, yeah. that's a lot. Hey, appreciate you. No problem. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you.